My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to episode six, sixth edition of our NFL Summer Preview Series podcast. Doing the AFC South today on the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe DeLera. Terry Takes. Guys, I'm excited to talk about this division. It's probably the closest division other than the NFC West, I would say, in terms of one through three. Three teams who are probably at a crossroads, each one of them, over under seven and a half, eight and a half, nine for these three teams. They are the Texans, Titans, and Colts. I am very excited to hear your take on all of these teams. Um, and the Jaguars are here too, so we'll talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> we'll start off with the Texans because I think they're the most intriguing team in this division, although they are uh, projected to finish third with their seven and a half over under total in wins and plus 280 in the division uh, winner odds behind the Titans at plus 160 and the Colts at plus 130. The Texans, Bill O'Brien seems to have lost control of the media narrative concerning his team with all of these trades, traded away DeAndre Hopkins, uh, traded for David Johnson, and even though they have the best quarterback in this division, I think by, you know, maybe Tannehill if he repeats his 2019 season, but um, Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson, probably one of the top five quarterbacks in this league, no question. It's hard to go against him, but why are you fading the Texans if you are fading them, and why should we believe in the Texans if you are buying them? Terry, we'll start with you. Uh, Thank you, Dominic. I think Bill O'Brien is... Donald Trump of NFL coaches just losing the media. Whoa. Throwing that out there. Yeah. Coming in hot. They just lost. No, they both had butt chins. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, and well, I mean, Bob does, but uh, I think Bob is undersold as a head coach, a guy that just continually makes the playoffs. Um, he's just a terrible GM and just trades away his draft picks and trades away Andre Hopkins. Uh, I can't imagine um, Deshaun Watson, like what he thinks and what kind of relationship, like that's going to be awkward when they're allowed to hang out in the same room again. Um, so maybe like neither of them is going anywhere because Bob is a GM and Deshaun Watson is going to be the franchise quarterback or is the franchise quarterback and going to sign a huge extension. So uh, they're, you know, they're the odd couple. Um, I think that at plus 350 on points bet to win the division, the team that always wins the division finds a way to win the division. Um, I think the Titans regress. I'd, I've I've li- I've lived with Ryan Tannehill for eight years of my life. Um, he's 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 Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. He had a good year last year. Derrick Henry ran the ball a lot. I they're they probably not. I don't think so. The Colts. I think the Colts are a very good team. I like Frank Reich. I'm I'm, I'm bleeding into other segments, but they have Philip Rivers as their quarterback. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you bring up a good point with the plus 350 on the Texans. Because if you look at the Texans under Bill O'Brien, they've won the division four out of six years he's been the coach there. 
um, have won it the last two years, and that's the first time they've won the division with over nine wins. The first two years of Bill O'Brien, or the first two times that the Texans won the division was in 2015 and 2016, where they went nine and seven. Um, the year before that, his first year, they went nine and seven as well, but did not make the playoffs. And then they had one bad year in 2017. And I think that's the year after which they got to Sean Watson. So um, I, plus 350, like three to one odds, as bad as this team is, like if you're talking quarterbacks, like there's not many guys I would like more to have on my team. If I have, if I have a team that I'm betting a futures winner on in a division, there's very few quarterbacks I'd rather, I'd rather have in this league than Deshaun Watson. So you bring up a good point on just the odds, maybe not reflecting uh, Watson's ability. Cause we've seen bad coaches win with great quarterbacks all the time. Uh, I think he's a good coach though. I don't think he's a bad coach. He's a bad GM. You just, you just think he's a bad GM. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting too, because the odds are dramatically different depending on where you look. Like if you're on DraftKings, they're plus three fifty. If you look at bad MGM, they're plus two twenty. Yeah. So also like goes into your, goes into the whole, like, make sure you shop for your lines here, you know, because yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> plus 220, but like at plus 220, it's probably not a good bet, but at plus 350, it's totally different. Yeah, I agree. And this is why I don't really believe in uh, DraftKings stock long-term. We're going to go on a little bit of a tangent here, but I'll do 20 seconds on this. Perfect example, because if you're a better in New Jersey or anywhere where there's legal betting, uh, you're going to have all these books and you're going to line shop because it's easy to withdraw money. It's easy to put money in. Yeah, uh, no fees, and I like you said, a bet at 350 for the Texans to win a division. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it, but at two, it's 280 on bet MGM. But if you get on it, 20. I see plus 280 on MGM. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm looking. Oh, I guess finished second. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but at 280, if you go down a little bit more, like once you start getting under three to one, like I'm really not thinking about it, and I'm not. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I, you bring up an interesting point on O'Brien being a, you think being a good head coach and a bad GM. Do you think that bad GM uh, hate he's getting on Twitter and from all the media guys, do you think that's bleeding over into the projections of the Texans? Or do you think the loss of DeAndre Hopkins and where this team is at uh, with really having no offensive line still except for Laramie Tunzel and having a little bit of – not great weapons on offense. Like Will Fuller is still probably not a, a re- number one receiver. Uh, Randall Cobb being out of this Kenny team, Stills. Like, I don't really care about that. Kenny Stills is probably a decent guy, but he's a number two, a back end number two or number three receiver uh, at this point in his career. He's, in, he's 25 years old. Kenny Stills? Yes. No way. Yeah, he's super young. Wow. Kenny Stills being 25 years old. He's twenty eight years old. Yeah, Dom sounds old. like Dom sounds like <laughs> one of those guys. He's twenty eight like, years old. Don't, don't try to pull a fast one on me. Kenny still. He's not, yeah, he's still super he's young. A, he's a he's a he's a veteran at this he's, point. Dom so. sounds like one of those people that just like walked in on Chris Hansen like at his house. <laughs> like he's we don't tell me he's that young. <laughs> that's, that's that's absurd. He's not twenty five. He's twenty eight. Um, and, 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 and a second and a second tier wider. Like he's a number two wide receiver at best in his career. Going to defense, J.J. Watt always seems to be injured or have a season-ending injury as good as he is. Um, have you watched and... his show Tag with the Watt brothers? No. It's actually – the show is interesting watching people try to tag each other and watching the parkour people, but watching the Watt brothers talk to each other is just awful. It's just the corniest shit you've ever watched in your entire life. 
Um, if you are so, what what's the range of wins you see here for the Texans? Like it's seven and a half right now. Um, I think the only way this team is good is if Deshaun Watson ascends again. Um, he's still a very young quarterback, and you saw him win a playoff game by himself pretty much last year against the Bills, and he's still only 24 years old going into his third season. And it's just – I mean, it could – Or going, going, going into his fourth season, I'm sorry, but he's still only 24. Like, if his ascension into the elite quarterbacks of the NFL, which I think he already is. Like, I bet him to win the MVP last year. Obviously, the Texans need to have, like, a 12 or 13 win season for that to happen, but the talent's there. So the Texans' path or roadmap to victory and winning this division is Deshaun Watson just taking a step forward and being, you know, in these best quarterback in the league discussions. But I just think that the roster composition that he has now is not great. So where do you think the range is for the Texans over under seven and a half wins? Like I said, juice on the under, are you leaning any which way? Uh, I would, this division reminds me of the NFC East where it's just these teams just beat up on each other all the time. And it's just, you get to nine wins and you, you're probably winning the division. So I lean over for them to get to eight, but Man, if you look at their first four games at Kansas City, Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, Minnesota, they that's tough. They, that's you're probably better off. They you may be better off trying to bet them. You might be trying better off trying to bet them midseason or like really after the first two weeks on an over under on a win total. I don't because, think they offer those, but yeah, I would they say don't. Like, <laughs> I, don't know, like, I don't know. I mean, you never like. I'm just saying. I don't know. Like, but you might get some markets. No, back I, alley. I, 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 I don't know. What back alley you're throwing dice against? <laughs> to talk to some guy to get. No, but I mean, you might be able to get. Like, hey, 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 hey! We will not be disparaging CeeLo on this podcast. <laughs> I'm saying, if you think if you think they could win the division, why not bet them? After the first two games of the season, that that is probably okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Okay, that (laughs) makes a little more sense. Or even after, yeah. If if the if the Texans are zero and two, which they probably will be after playing the Chiefs and the Ravens, they got the Steelers right after, and the Steelers right after. Thank you. You were listening, so (laughs) I'm just playing it out. I'm just telling you, damn it. (laughs) I think I think it's a very good chance to go zero and three. Um, there's a prop on MGM to start 0 and 4 plus 350. I, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, that's actually pretty low, I thought. I think, comparatively yeah. to like what I think the book would give. And I think that the Vikings could be um, not as good this year. And I think that they probably win that game against, or they, they might win that game against the Vikings. But yeah. 0 and 3, you probably get them at 9 to 1, 10 to 1, depending on who starts 2 and 0 at the division. So I think that's that might be the play. You're right. Yeah. Are you are you gonna say... Joe say something? <laughs> <Yeah>. you... <laughs> I agree. Just come up with a fake bet and then just uh, just disappear. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. But the <laughs> I don't know any like other angle where this team is not um, where this team wins nine games if Deshaun Watson is not a top five quarterback. Like, like everything's on him and like their defense other than Watt, not great. Uh, like I said, the weapons are weird. They're not 
number one weapons. I mean, like maybe Kiki Kuti or will take a step forward and be a star or Will Fuller finally stays healthy. But I, I just, there's not a lot on talent, not a lot of talent on paper here for me to really lean any which way um, with yeah. Watson being in the background. So I agree. All right. Um, moving on to, we'll do the, the Titans next because they won nine games last year, made it to the AFC championship game plus 160 to win the division. And their over under is eight and a half. Uh, Mike Vrabel, this team lost some guys on defense, but Tannehill, after having the best year of his life in Tennessee, offensive line is okay. But I just and Vra- and Vrabel's had success as a head coach. Like he's a winning in, in his very small sample size. He's a winning head coach but there's just something about this team and something about trusting Ryan Tannehill to repeat his top 10 quarterback performance last year. And I think there was just like a little bit of a magic reminded me of the Jaguars that one year where they won, um, you know, won the wild card and made that run to the AFC championship game uh, against the Patriots and yeah, it should have won. But I, uh, there's just something I don't like about this team. Terry, do you agree with me? Or do you think that the Titans could put things back together and pick up where they left off last year. Uh, I mean, I, I think they could, but I don't. No, I don't. I'm uh, okay. No, I just mind. No, they can't. Um, <laughs> I mean, you had Ryan Tannehill on contract year. He basically played the best career, the best year of his life. But they also didn't ask him to do too much, and that was just relying on Derrick Henry. Um, and as we've seen with running backs, is they deteriorate quickly. Obviously, Derrick Henry is just a tank. Um, and can run anyone. Um, but you know, I, I think teams will catch up on that and they're going to load the box and they're going to make Ryan Tannehill beat you. And as I know for eight years, Ryan Tannehill, he looks great some weeks and looks terrible other weeks. And I, I just, i I think they had a very good year last year, but you know, as we said, general the stats say that half the teams that made the playoffs last year won't make the playoffs this year. And I could see the Titans, you know, regressing, even though they had, they out, the point differential was plus 71, which is the best in their division. Um, making it seem that they should have won the division, except the Texans still won. So I, I, I don't, I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see them. I see them regressing. Yeah. I, I think Derek Henry, like, I, like you said, they, they, more than any other team I've seen in probably the last five or six years relied on a running back to basically will them into postseason wins and will them. And he did. I mean, and he he did. did. And he He did. did. But we have not seen that sustained um, in just NFL history. Like we have not seen a running back sustained in this era of just bigger players, a lot of passing, a, a faster paced game. Like, yes, a, a, a contrarian slow the game down pound the ball run the ball can work uh we've seen we saw the Niners do it in that championship game against the Packers but I just think that betting on that to happen again and that's probably why Tannehill had a career year like he was teams were stacking the box to try to stop Henry and yes AJ Brown had a phenomenal year 
And do I think Brown's good? Yes. But I, I just, there was a lot of things that had to break right for that, that team to make it to the playoffs, A, and B, have a yeah. playoff run. And they still only won nine games. Like, it's I mean, not like they were a 12-win team. They were a nine-win yeah. team. I, I, I mean, I think one of the important things to look at here is if you look at, um, you know, I, I, I love Derrick Henry, and I think he's a, I think he's great, right? It's about time they finally started using him. Um, but if you look at two different stats, one is that Ryan Tannehill led the NFL in yards per pass last season at nine per pass attempt, um, you know, or yards per pass thrown, rather. Um, that led the NFL. Uh, so that can, kind of contributes to what we were talking about with Tannehill having a career year. But if you look into it even more, if you look at the Tennessee red zone scoring percentage in terms of touchdowns, they led the league with 77% of touchdowns scored in red zone opportunities. I think part of that's attributable to Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, I mean, Derrick Henry. Go get entirely. Derrick. Go get 20 but, yards yeah. and eight plays. Like. But the next – the next closest was Green Bay at 67%. I mean, they're basically scoring a touchdown on almost eight, like eight out of 10 trips into the red yeah. zone. I think you're bound for regression there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because teams are going to learn, they're going to say, we're going to just look, we're just going to stack the box. We're not going to let Derrick Henry do it to us. Um, I, I just don't see this team being as good as they were last year. And like you said, they were only a nine win team last year. Yeah, I, I think that people need to pump the brakes in the Titans a little bit. Um, under eight and a half is actually plus money right now. I would actually lean the under there. Um, but the team, <sighs> Vrabel, the only thing, I would bet the under, but Vrabel scares me. Vrabel seems like he he's knows a big what man. he's doing. He's, he's <laughs> does push-ups. He said he would cut his dick off if he won the Super does, Bowl. Like, that scares planks, me a little bit. Those planks before the game. But in just terms of coaching, like we've touched on this a million times in our series, that coaching, I'm, you know, I personally are looking at it more. You've talked about continuity. Now that's very important in this offseason in particular. The fact that we're going to have a weird season, maybe with no fans. Uh, the Titans just, that's what scares me in terms of the under. But I think that plus money on the under is actually yeah. probably a pretty good thing. And, and that encourages me to take it a little bit, but I'm not completely sold that this team goes eight and eight or yeah. Weak more than that but i mean if derrick henry gets injured like they're fucked they're fucked it's it's tough so um joe or terry any leanings on the over-unders here no no i i probably i would stay away from it i like i don't i don't like i don't really like them this year you don't like them i don't like them but i don't i don't they like i i agree that i would be worried about them being because of rabel and they do have continuity I think that they do have potential to they do they can win this division um, based on having all their guys back and in a year where people might suffer from conditioning issues, if you've got a guy like Derek Henry, we can just keep giving him the ball um, like it's easy in terms of scheming and mm-hmm. to play this game so play this game i i I would bet the under i I just don't. I don't see it. I think what isn't Derek Henry in his contract here, or did he sign a contract? Uh, I'm on his page right now. Hold on. Nines. He's on. A he got. He got. He got franchised. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, if if he gets dinged up, I'm not playing. So. Yeah, you're right. I I would take that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, moving on to the Colts, the favorite to win the division, even though they finished third last year at seven wins, 
added Philip Rivers. Their over under is nine. I see plus one thirty on MGM. Um, if you're out other books, uh, Joe or Terry, just let me know. What's it's over. Doing. It's over eight and a half. It's like the most juiced number I've ever seen for an over under on MGM. What is it's, it? What does it tell us? Tell us. It's it's <laughs> over eight and a half minus one seventy six. Wow, a lot of juice. Who are Monica Capri Sun, right Who there. Who are you talking about? Not from concentrate. The Colts. The Colts. Yeah. Um, I will say that the Colts are the highest graded team I have in this division. Um, I have an easy schedule, according to Warren Sharp. I have the Colts as the fourth best team in the AFC behind the the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Steelers. Um, I just for reference, I have the Titans, the Texans in the same category in the AFC as the Patriots, the Browns, and pretty much all the teams in the AFC West except for the Chargers. But um, I think the Colts on paper are very good. Like their offensive line, one of the best in the league. Quentin Nelson is probably going to be a you know first ballot Hall of Famer the way his career is going. Uh, it's just based off of that one video. <laughs> no, yeah, he's been yelling. like he's been a. I think he's been like the number one uh, interior offensive lineman in PFF since he stepped into the league. No, he's the man. Uh, this team on defense is good. Darius Leonard was a little banged up last year, but uh, linebacking core is good. They have some pass rushing. Justin Houston, uh, Kamoko Ture, Rutgers product that was injured last year. They, they get DeForest Buckner in from the Niners too, so they add a, another pass rusher to bulk up that defensive line, which was one of their weakest spots all last year. Uh, you've talked about Frank Reich, Terry, about how you like him. Uh, there's weapons on this team. With T.Y. Hilton, Jonathan Taylor comes into the fray as a second-round draft pick. Uh, he is – I like – you know, behind this offensive line, I like Taylor as a fantasy pick this year. But why would the Colts not have a great season given everything that I just said? The Colts would not have a great season because they have uh, a dead person in his quarterback in Phillip Rivers. Um, his arm <laughs> might – he looks like he's lobbing grenades out of the trenches uh, in World War One. Uh, shout out, nineteen eighteen, overrated movie. Um, he, uh, he had pretty good arms. Yeah, please. I mean, he's just it, watch him yeah. throw the football. He just looks like he's punching the air, and then a fucking brown thing comes out of his hand. Um, he's a lobber. So I think it, I think it just comes back to the quarterback. Um, we saw Jacoby Brissett; he was kind of banged up at the end of the year, and they kind of struggled and gave division away. Um, so it, it depends on you know how does Philip Rivers adjust to a new team, being away from um, all twenty members of his family, um, and like what does he have left in the tank? He's playing in a dome. So, like, he doesn't have to deal with the weather. He's actually going to have fans rooting for him, so that's going to be a change. Like, maybe maybe he gets a little zip on the ball. Uh, and the offensive line. I think the, the offensive, offensive line is very key. So, I, I, I don't know. So, it, I think it depends on Phil Rivers. If he plays well, they're going to have a good season. If he doesn't play well, they're going to have a bad season. It sounds well, stupid, also, well, but – but what, what what about Jacoby Brissett, who's probably in a top-tier backup quarterbacks now, given that he's had some success when he's healthy? 
Um, so you have really two shots at it. Like, I don't, I don't see a huge difference between a healthy Jacoby Brissett and a healthy Philip Rivers. Um, maybe I see a little bit more difference with a Philip Rivers behind a elite offensive line. But what do you think about Brissett um, if Philip Rivers gets hurt or just isn't good? I think Brissett's is a serviceable quarterback. He sh- he's shown some flashes, but again, it's, I, I, I don't think they have, they have middle of the road quarterbacks. I, I, I could see Brissett. I can see for some reason I just see the Patriots trading for Brissett again and just getting him back. I, it I I see them as maybe an eight or nine win team, and I hope that Frank Reich figures it out in terms of I think he's a great coach. So I, I hope Philip Rivers stays healthy and I just think in that division, get the nine wins, you win the division. Yeah, I think uh everything you said, I agree with, like, it's tough to trust Philip rivers, especially at this age. And what we've seen, like the, like all the metrics say Philip rivers is like pretty average as a quarterback in terms of starters. Like he is a decent quarterback to have in your team, but the eye test of him, like you said, just looking like a washed up version of himself is, is not great. Like it's, it's hard to think that that's going to be a quarterback that you a spend, a lot of money to sign and B that will take you to an AFC South um, division. They, title. So they, get that. they need him to be what they, the Bucks signed Tom Brady to be is just be very smart and don't turn the ball over. But like mm-hmm. Philip Rivers is going to be, he's going to Philip Rivers and he's going to be down four with two minutes left and be driving down the field. And he's going to throw an interception to uh because he doesn't see a linebacker and the linebacker returns for a touchdown. Like it, it, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what you do with that. Joe thoughts on the Colts. I like them. I think they have, according to Warren Sharp has them like with by far the easiest schedule in football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, that. yeah. And I think that that is something to take note of in a division that, you know, we've said, uh, is similar in ways to like the NFC East, like the teams beat up on each other. There's not necessarily a clear winner or a clear best team. Uh, And I think that something like that can be hugely impactful. So I, uh, I do like, I like the Colts. I think they have significant uh, offensive options. And when you're looking at them in terms of, uh, you know, like pass your, like pass yards per game or completion percentage per game, um, they were one of the worst last year in terms of completion percentage per game. They were under 60%. And if you look at the Chargers, they were number seven uh, with Phillip Rivers at the helm. So I think that he gives them a little bit better of an opportunity. I know he's not necessarily the best decision maker, but, you know, he's going to air it out. He's going to put the ball in his playmaker's hands. I, I, I think that that's a better situation for them. Uh, and, I think he raises their ceiling significantly in a division that is kind of a toss up. Yeah. I, I lean the Colts to win the division. I really do just with how complete the team is on paper. Um, it was obvious this team was played by injuries last year. So T Y Hilton, you could tell, you know, he was sitting out some games and you could tell what he was playing. He just wasn't at hundred percent and it really impacted the game. Um, and Brissett obviously had the injuries last year. And I think if you, I don't, I don't really see this T, you know, I don't see T Y Hilton as like an injury 
prone player. And I don't see Phillip Rivers as one either. Um, so I think that Rivers is probably a, an upgrade at quarterback. I think that with a healthier team, I just think that the team with the best offensive line, a team with the best defense, and uh, especially in a, in a division, like you said, that's pretty up in the air. I do lean the Colts to win the division, but uh, the, the nine, the over under nine wins, I'm, you know, I'm not taking it minus 170 or whatever it was juice on the over eight and a half but i do uh think they're one of the best better teams um in the afc so i i lean the colts let's go to the jags won six games last year gardner Minshew was the highest rated rookie quarterback in pff and we have them sitting at plus 1400 to win the division they were four wins behind the texans last year and again, won six games last year, high odds to win the division. And their over under is, I think, the lowest in the league at, at four and a half. So, what is the argument for the Jaguars to A, win more than five games this year, and B, have a respectable season when all indications are that they are trying to? maybe blow the whole thing up and draft a quarterback this year with the number one overall pick. I mean, they're one, they're playing a last place schedule. Um, so they're playing teams like the dolphins, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and it's hard to tank in the NFL, as you saw with the dolphins last year, you know, tank for Tua, got Tua anyway, but, uh, um, it's, you know, there's, they're grown men earning a paycheck and, you know, they have a lot of pride and to, to think that, you know, they're just going to lay down and be like, Oh yeah, let me sacrifice my body so we can get, you know, the number one overall pick. I, I it's, it's not going to happen. And, you know, we, as we said, they play in the NFC East of the AFC. <laughs> so, um, they essentially just have to go three and three in their division. Even if they pick up two wins, you know, they play other teams that we've talked highly about, like the lions and the, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Bengals. I was picking teams that I hadn't already mentioned, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the lion, the lions, <laughs> the Bengals, um, and the bears. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> They're playing a bunch of teams that are essentially enigmas. So who's to say that, you know, and we've seen before as a, I mean, me as a Dolphins fan, again, not to brag, best team in the NFL, much success, always happy. Um, success. <laughs> much. <laughs> you go down to South Florida in the heat, it, like it gets weird. Like you win games that you're not supposed to. Um, so five wins. I, I think they could look, they, they could just, you know, kind of walk into five wins, win two, two in the division and kind of just, oh yeah, we won a few home games. Boom. Five wins. I will say this. I think at the beginning of the podcast, I said that the Jaguars were coached by uh, Gus Bradley. It's just to say how forgettable they are. It's actually Doug Marone. Doug Marone. Yeah. Um, I think they're <laughs> maybe, maybe the same exact head coach. Yeah, um, Tom Coughlin. But the Jaguars, you know, they had all of that bullshit in the season ending, you know, with, with Cotham leaving, the players seem to not like to play there. Um, they've been terrible and treated. Well, they the weren't players. playing. They sucked. 
Yeah, and they were terrible. Like, like everything to me in that last year just screams dumpster fire. And I think that they have an owner, Shad Khan, who is like really looking to build like a global brand, maybe eyeing a, a move to London, potentially. Um, I don't know how feasible that is with uh, this post-pandemic world we're going to be living in. But I think that the owner might be in a position where he's like, look, I just got to blow things up and start from scratch. And there's not much to like about this team. Uh, their best player on defense in Gakwe, like has been involved in trade talks, like for the entire off season, if they trade yeah. him, yeah. there really isn't, there really isn't much to write home about. Like yeah. DJ Chark and Gakwe. They were, they were, 20, a- they were 20, they were giving up 300, they gave up 375 yards a game last year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And they're going to give up their best player. And, you know, DJ Shark and Gardner Minshew were okay last year, but, you know, it's like nothing about those two guys makes me believe that they're going to be anything better than just, you know, having a good fantasy year or statistical year um, on a bad team where there's really just, you know, there's only 32 quarterbacks that get to play a game and they're always down and he's going to throw a lot. So I don't, I really don't like this team at all. Um, I think they're one of the worst in the league. I'm eyeing plus 400 with the Jaguars being the team with the most losses. Uh, four and a half is just, like you said, Terry, it's just crazy over-under, um, crazy low over-under. And I, I just – I have a tough time in the NFL, a, team, a, a league that is notoriously uh, known for its parity. Yeah. Picking, picking the Jaguars to have under five wins uh, definitively. But – I, 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 there's just nothing for me to like about this team. And if you look at the teams next up on that list with the most losses, like Redskins plus 450, Bengals plus 650, like I think there is a lot more to like with those teams. And even the Panthers, which we just did last week uh, in our last episode with the with uh, with Bridgewater and Rule and a new head coach. Like the fact that Bradley – I said Bradley again. Yeah. Steve, I guess, Bradley. Steve, don't forget about You just no. want this guy to be the coach. Doug Marone, like who had one winning season um, as the coach of the Jaguars when that the, the year that they got hot at the end of the season and then went to the AFC Championship game, like they have not been good and the franchise has been a mess. So, like, why am I buying them? I'm not. No. Jag off. Wait, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, the only thing I would counter with is generally in these tanking situations, you have a quarterback where he's just they, – they don't have a leader at quarterback, and I think Gardner Menchu is, and he can get – Yeah, I, I think – think, So, I think yeah. he, he – even though like he's just kind of middle of the road after his rookie year – I, I still think he can muster off enough support to keep guys, you know, kind of a Ryan Fitzpatrick. He might be the Ryan Fitzpatrick of this generation. I mean, if you look at his, I mean, it's I was kind about, of. I was about to bring up the Ryan Fitzpatrick comparison. Always comes back <laughs> yeah. to fucking Fitzpatrick with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, last year he was, he, he had 21 touchdowns and six interceptions. And he threw, and he was 60% completion percentage. So I mean, it's like he he's he he can definitely take a step forward, and I think that's what worries you about a, five, a four and a half or five win total. I, yeah, but at the end of the day, like he could just be what 
what Terry said, like a, a quarterback that just thrives in um, yeah. just chaotic situations. Like yeah. Minshew seems to play his best when he's just running around in the pocket and broken plays and has kind of that uh, angle going for him. But I just think that there's not a lot going for this team. And I'm really, I, you know, I don't want to give away my best bet, but I, it's, there's two things I'm really sure of in this division. One is the Colts are a good team um, with a questionable quarterback. And two is that the Jaguars are a bad team with maybe a good quarterback. So who knows? We won't know until um, Jan- January. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's give uh, some best bets to our listeners to uh, send them away with uh, all this newfound AFC South knowledge. Joe, why don't you go first? Um, so I, I like I agree, and it's a lot of the stuff that I've been saying. Agree is, with I, what? Like, I agree with everything we said. Like, I don't like the Jaguars. Joe's just a yes guy. (laughs) No one said anything to agree with. I'm a yes guy. Joe, it's your turn to to talk. I agree. I like like the Colts a lot uh, in this division. I think that I agree with Sharp in terms of the fact that they have an easy schedule. Um, And I think that Phillip Rivers is a dramatic step forward from Brissett, kind of regardless of your situation. And – I, I like them to win the division at plus one thirty on MG Bet MGM. What did you just bet? The Colts to win the division. Yeah, I agree. Plus plus one thirty MG, <laughs> MGM. MGM DraftKings, whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of agreement on this podcast. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I do I do like the Colts to win the division, but say so you agree. I I already did. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, uh, but I'm going to take the, as we, as the team we just talked about and Ryan Fitzpatrick light, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to win over four and a half games at minus 110 on the DraftKings book that I love and everyone else hates. Uh, the Colts are plus 135 on uh, FanDuel. Okay. Okay, that's not what I my bet. I know. So <laughs> over four and a half minus one ten. Where is that? That is on that is on the DraftKings. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's favorite, my favorite. And um, see, my reasoning favorite. is just rewind about five minutes, <laughs> and I won't waste your time. You're really buying the uh, the Jaguars there. Yeah. Huh? No. I I I love Doug Doug Bradley. Gus Bradley is their head coach. He's very good. Um, that was a joke. Uh, yeah, no, I think, like I said, I, I think that Gardner Minshew is going to, going to warm to some wins. They can, they can win. They can steal some games in South Florida. Um, despite having no, no fans, you use that Florida heat. Joe's dinner is ready. And, um, yeah, you saw some games in the South Florida Heat. You win some games in the division, which I think they'll do. And you got you got my guy, uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick White. It, it's going to happen after um, Doug Marone gets fired. Like they're going to lose the first few games. Doug Marone gets fired, and then boom, that's when that's when our Ryan Fitzpatrick White steps up. 
All right. Um, I am going to go. I thought about, I really did think long and hard, both on the Colts to win the division and the Jaguars to finish last with the worst record in the league. But I think you swayed me there a little bit, Terry. Nice. Did. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there are other teams we've talked about that I think could be worse, even though the blow up potential is really there for the Jaguars. But I think that this bet is a stone cold lock. I'm going with the Colts to make the playoffs at minus 150 at BetMGM. Um, it is minus 200 at DK. So you see a good line. You see value. You take value. That's one of my mantras. And I think the Colts to make the playoffs at minus 150 on a BetMGM is great value. And that is my best bet. That's right. All right. That is it for the podcast. But first, actually, real quick. Probably this is this is the most uh, intriguing. Who wins the division? Um, who wins the division? Joe, Terry, go. Oh, I mean Colts. Uh, I also think the Colts. I think the Colts too, but I think the Texans do have a real shot here. And if you're feeling a little frisky, plus three fifty on the uh, on the Texans is is a good bet, uh, or at least is a I wouldn't say good bet, but it's it's a it's a bet that. You know, you should think about. Um, yeah, I mean, there's an option for too. You could do Texans Colts on MGM plus two sixty any order if you're unsure. All right, so we are through three full um, conference divisions, uh, six divisions. We are full. Uh, we've done the AFC East, NFC, AFC North, and the AFC NFC South. So three geographic. Reasons yeah. we have done. We're heading into the West, the Wild West, next week, starting Jeez. with the NFC West 49ers coming off a Super Bowl uh, loss. Will they have the well known, notorious hangover? The Seahawks seem to always be a bad team, but win games. Love them. Love them. And, Here we uh, go. I can't wait to bring back Joe Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Give me my birds. <laughs> my absolute favorite thing to pop out of the beginning of this podcast is Joe's <laughs> strange, unending love for the fucking Seahawks. And yeah, it played honestly, out pretty it well. It, I wasn't really wrong. I wasn't wrong. That's the craziest part. Seabird. You sounded like a fucking lunatic at the beginning. And then it was like, oh, wow, he actually may have known what he was talking about. <laughs> legitimacy, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go through the NFC West. Also, uh, some conflicting. I, I conflict with a lot of what people are saying with the Rams and the Cardinals. But you have to tune in to find out next week when we start with the NFC West. That'll be part seven of our eight-part series of the NFL Summer Series Preview. Thanks for listening. Signing off from the Askast Pod, Don Julio, Joe Delaire, Terry Tate, Bruce Shakori. God bless. What they told you. Now you do 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 what they told you. Oh,
bitches are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that want forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that want forces are the same that brought crosses. You do what they told you. And now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. And now you do what they told you. I'm going to control. Now you do what they told you. I'm going to control. Now you do what they told you. I'm going to control. And now you do what they told you. I'm going to control. And now you do what they told you. I'm going to control. And now you do what they told you. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me!